950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Dr. Joe Eastman uh, is our COVID modeling expert. He has worked with NASA, the LTER, as well as Colorado State University. Uh, currently, he's part of the uh, University of Texas COVID modeling team. He's kind enough to join us to talk about COVID and diseases and stuff like this. Hi, Dr. Joe. Hey, man, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, but I want to make sure I give you lots of credit. I am so happy. If you, do you mind sharing a little bit? You, you've had some, some, some positive health news. Oh, thank you for that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, last week they uh, determined that uh, I can stop my chemo after my next uh, scan in August because nothing, it's not changing. The tumors, I think, are just uh, scar tissue now, and... It hasn't spread anywhere in over nine months. So after three years of drinking that poisonous juice, <laughs> uh, it looks looks pretty good right now. I, I got a new lease on life. You know, it is kind of ironic that the second we get dope legalized in the state of Minnesota, you get your cancer taken care of. So, you know, it's like <laughs> you lose out on that one. This was going to be a big benefit here, but uh, I can't tell you how happy I am. To hear this, it is wonderful uh, that you have been out there. You've been fighting this for a while, and 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 bless you. I can't tell you how happy I am. Uh, just uh, on the public service that you do and all the work that you do, you've been a godsend for so many people. I'm glad you're getting some positive news there. Oh my gosh, I I don't think I'll be able to get out the door. My head's gotten so big. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that, and all my readers and such have written me so so many kind notes that. Um, I took a week off from all social media, email, everything, and just kind of reflected on my journey the last few years. And uh, I would urge other people to do the same because yeah. you really can inspect yourself and, and see where you're headed and what you want to do and accomplish. So, um, yeah, thank you for the kind words. Well, I tried to get you on last week where you were out in a boat somewhere floating around in a lake. So, you know, you were taking advantage of, of, of the nice early summer up there. I certainly was, and I think I got my first northern pike called 28 Inches of Muscle, and uh, it uh, what a week. What a week. You get that kind of diagnosis, and then you get to enjoy your family out on the lake, and uh, I'm blessed. And ca- catching, a ha- catching a hammer handle is always nice, too. They're, they're, they're always good fun. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> he, he winked at me. He said, we'll be back. <laughs> Uh, so with all the, the the positive happy news here i want to read this from your twitter feed here uh covet update i'm back but you might not like what's in this newsletter oh good uh so you've got your latest newsletter out which i will post out a little bit later on online on your Substack page uh what okay it's interesting we're in this covet stretch no one's talking about it anymore it's it's covet that was so 2021 i mean we're not even talking about it what are you seeing right now? Because it's still out there. It's still taking people every day in this country. What What are you seeing right now that's uh, giving you a little concerns? Yeah, it's um, it's this whole concept of, uh, you know, hybrid immunity and, oh, gosh, it's okay to get reinfected. You got immunity. You're going to be able to fight it off. It will be mild and everything's cool. Well, um, hybrid, it, it, and people need to understand that the whole derivation of hybrid is from plants for crime any sake <laughs> and you the, the thought was you breed two plants together and you create this hybrid and it's stronger than the the two independent ones mm-hmm. um 
and it can ward off things and, and you know, fight disease and do all these different things. Well, okay, um, that's a bunch of bunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there really is no such thing as, as hybrid immunity uh, in a strict de- bot- botanical definition. I'll put it that way. What I'm really, really concerned about is uh, all these studies coming out now where we're starting to see these things, the uh, results of long COVID that nobody wants to talk about, but they're there. And, uh, for instance, uh, imagine you get just a mild reinfection. Oh, gosh, I survived that. I'm fine. And then all of a sudden you're like, uh, gosh, what was I doing? What was I just thinking there? You know, all of a sudden your brain gets foggy and such. Well, they're finding out now that um, what this thing is doing, you know, I've, I've referred to it getting deep into the tissues and your internal organs way inside you. Uh, what it's doing is it's it's starting to fuse neurons in the brain. So your usual thought process is all of a sudden uh, interrupted. Your brain's got to go, wait, I can't remember that thought. I got to look at a different pathway to get there and, and figure this out. Um, and it's not just the brain. Of course, we already knew the lungs were doing that. But we're, we're starting to see it in the kidneys and in other internal organs and and all of a sudden, young people are having all these heart problems. And and it's all related to COVID is not a, a flu disease anymore. It is a multifaceted octopus inside your body that's just basically going after all your organs and telling T-cells, ah, nice to see you. Uh, I'm going to do my own thing, though. <laughs> that's where we're headed right now. And it, it frankly, it scares the hell out of me. I'll put it that way. There was a study that was out, and they, they basically, and this was about three weeks ago, if I remember correctly, they said, here are the, the, the kind of the unifying dis- descriptions of long COVID, which they feel a lot of people have, and they just don't realize they have. Post-extraneal uh, uh, malaise, uh, disruption of smell and taste, chronic cough, brain fog, thirst, palpitations, chest pain, fatigue, Diminished sexual desire, dizziness, gastrointestinal issues, abnormal movements such as tremors. And, it, it, you know, they, they've also said that they've had some success with treatment of, uh, of this with, I think it's metformin. It's a diabetes yeah. drug that they say is cutting long COVID risk by 40 percent. How, you know, from what you've seen as, as a scientist, sir, how well are they getting a grasp of this of long COVID? Because once again, there still seems to, as we're starting to get some information on this, there just definitely seems to be a lot of this. We just have no idea what's going on here. You're right. In many ways, we're just at the tip of the iceberg in, in terms of understanding the biophysics that go into this whole the whole way it infects our internal organs and our uh, autonomous nervous system, all, all kinds of different facets to it, like I was saying. And um, the, 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 I saw the article on the drug. It, um, it's uh, somewhat limited, it, but what they, what they saw in terms of results is promising. But we're still you know, years away from developing the, the type of drugs to treat what we're seeing coming out of of COVID and many of the things that are coming out of COVID we're just discovering. So my big beef is we need to do something to mitigate it. Um, 
you know, the Canadian wildfires brought up the masks again. And all of a sudden, people have no problem wearing masks when they can see it. Mm-hmm. But, boy, when you can't see something and you think it's a hoax and it's been politicized, then all of a sudden, you know, oh, I don't need a mask. What the heck with that? And uh, uh, it's we have to mitigate this or we're going to be paying for this for decades on end in terms of health care costs and human suffering. It's just... It's uh, it's it's sad to see, and I, you know, I hope I'm wrong, I, mm-hmm. but by gosh, I got a, you know, a hundred of different scientists that I talk to every day, and we're up, we're all just shaking our heads, going, boy, this is the definition of insanity. Just keep doing the same thing over and over, and expecting it to magically go away, and uh, we got to do something about it. So, the the I think the concern obviously is is large crowds. I mean, I've actually there are sometimes you do see people whether it's you know smoke from Canadian fires or just health conscious they're wearing a mask. You you don't see it nearly as much anymore. But I mean, if I'm in a large crowd, you know, say you know walking down um, you know at Valley Fair or something like that, and, mm-hmm. and and Valley Fair don't get mad at me. I'm just using you as an example. But if, I, if it's a busy park, it's a busy Saturday, I'm down there. How likely is it that some of the people around you have long COVID or have COVID still? Well, the, the most recent estimate I saw of the number of people having hybrid immunity, so to speak, um, which means you've been vaccinated and, and had an infection or reinfection, is roughly 48% of the population is walk around with that. Just let that sink in a second. We're looking at, what, 165 million Americans walking around that have been infected probably in the last six months or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot of people. <laughs> Pretty hard to avoid that one, you know. And uh, the, the thing that's saving us right now is everybody's getting outdoors and we're, you know, we're outdoors and everything. But um, I, I said uh, probably... I don't know, five months ago, wait until next winter and fall when the, the weather turns people back indoors again. Um, much of this immunity will be waned and reduced. And then I I hate to say it, but I think we're going to see some kind of surge. And uh, in the meantime, we're just letting this thing run amok and produce new variants that are, gosh, knows what what's going to happen from those. So, um. Yeah, forty-eight percent. Wow. And that's and and so you know, there's a decent chance if you're in a large crowd that you're probably I meaning you're someone that's probably active that still has COVID. That, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, out of that forty-eight percent, I would I would estimate between ten and twenty are, are very recent infections and probably still infect, infectious. And the other thing is the new Omicron. They're seeing people that are still infectious over three weeks after they've been given the queen bill of health. So um, that's how deep it is inside people's bodies. This this new Omicron, the Omicron variants are just absolutely frightening. Um, is there, Dr. Joe Eastman, our COVID modeling expert, is joining us? Uh, we we talk about we talked about long COVID. Let's talk about just kind of traditional COVID. I mean, you've you've always kept us up to date on any new variants which are of concern for you. Is there anything out there right now that's uh, you're saying, okay, this one we need to keep an eye on? Well, you know, the, 
you really can't pin anything down anymore because mm-hmm. the hurt, the whole earth has become so heterogeneous in terms of its response to any variance because each locality has evolved in its own way. They've had different uh, vaccination pushes and and masking and all these different uh, mitigation protocols and all this stuff is added up to the point where uh, we no longer see these waves going from the east coast to the west coast. We're just seeing them pop up all over the place. Just kind of it appears randomly. Of course, it's not. But um, yeah, I mean, anything that comes out though that is fundamentally different and has a new Greek letter attached to it, look out. Uh, we're in big trouble again. So um, that's uh, I can't really pin down a variant of concern in in our old definition of things. I mean, the XED 1.16 and and uh, five are still rolling on very well all across the globe. And um, uh, you know, I'm just more frightened about what's going to come next in terms of the next variant. Uh, with a Greek letter attached. <laughs> well, and and then we also should say something you and I have said before, which is the more dangerous area are places where there's just not been a lot of vaccinations, which there are still large swaths of this country where people have not been vaccinated. And if you're if it's not doing that traditional East Coast to West Coast thing, you know, all it takes is your local summer festival to start a localized outbreak. You're precisely right. I mean, the the Phoenix area just had a bunch of gatherings and things uh, a couple months ago, and all of a sudden, bam, all their numbers just exploded. Uh, you know, New Mexico, uh, places in Oregon and Idaho, I, just these non-big population centers, but uh, people have largely ignored uh, any masking or vaccination protocols and and uh, they're going to pay the price for it, uh, mm. you know. Uh, but we need a new new vaccine, and I've, I've been talking closely with a lot of other scientists, and it's going to be a bivalent again uh, based on the XBB mutations, and, and that will get us through, kind of mitigate things somewhat for the next, you know, year or so, likely unless, like I say, a new Greek letter comes along. And then look out. Well, and we should say you're not trying to sound glib. It's just that there's nothing. There's no support structure anymore. It's just good luck is seems to be the the, the name of the game at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, in fact, I just joined the World Health Network, and I'm starting to work with them. and And one of our big things is the immunosuppressed people, and and people like me as a cancer patient and such that have the same condition. Uh, basically feeling just completely left out. Nobody wants to talk about it anymore, and everybody's going their merry way about business as usual. And we are very far from a normal situation that we were in before this this virus hit us. Uh, Dr. Joe, it, uh, we did have, uh, you know, moving away from COVID for a second here, they did have our first two cases of MPOX that got reported here. Uh, as I, I'll bring it up. I mean, obviously, you have said and a lot of people have said the biggest concern is going to be whether or not there is another um, major, um, you, know, you, know, um, you know, animal to you know, human spe- you know, species, you know, exposure that's going to cause a, a major problems. Is there anything out there right now that's giving you a little bit of concern? No, it's but it's so sporadic right now that um, one of the the Yale scientists that I've 
talked to recently, she was like uh, really concerned about a virus that's coming out of Southeast Asia in some of her field work. But um, they they think they have things under control. But, um, you know, it's just going to take one of those types of breakthrough events and and uh, Katie bar the doors. I, it's, it, 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 you know. <laughs> it's, well, and it's like you said, a breakthrough event is one guy who's sick who doesn't know he's sick getting on one plane, and then we've got big problems. That's right. And that is the problem right now is most people don't even know they got it. Right? Yeah. They'll get a mild infection. Oh, it's just allergies or a mild cold or summer cold or whatever. And uh, boy, they don't—they don't. If they have COVID, they don't realize what it's doing inside of them. I'll put it that way. Doctor Joe, um, I, I tell you what—I I appreciate these updates. We'll get another update before too long, but I just want to make sure I say it once again. How happy I am for your diagnosis here. That it looks like the the cancer is in the remission, and that is, you know, Godspeed to you, my friend. I, you have been a you know, been, you've been such an important beacon during these last few years. You've been on the air with us. I can't tell you how happy I am that you're 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 doing better here. And and uh, I'm going to be up summer up there this summer. I'm, I'm going to try to find some time you and I to get together. Okay. I would absolutely cherish that, Matt. If we could do that and. Uh... By the way, how is your health doing? Uh, you're feeling pretty good. It seems like you're hiking and doing yes. a few things. Well, the the the, robot, oh. the, the, the advanced metal work inside my structure base is now it's holding together pretty well, <laughs> like a like a building in the downtown. Uh, it, it, it's doing well. I got my six month checkup for my broken back from the drunken driver. Uh, that coming up this week. Hopefully, I'm going to have no problems. But yeah, it is. There's residuals, and it just you kind of kind of had to deal with this. That's why it's 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 so good to ever have a case where you like yours, where it's it just is a positive at the end. So it, it, I'm very glad for you, my friend. I, I yeah, those words mean a lot to me. Thank you, brother. I, I I'm Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Joe Eastman, Doctor Joe, our COVID expert, will spotlight the interview. Doctor Joe, thank you very much. We'll uh, chat with you thank before you. too much longer. We'll take a break. Come on back. Last segment when we do return. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.